Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I'm up here on Ben Buckler again. It's a bright sunny day. It's hot as Hades. There's whales out to sea again. There's a yacht going past and the waves are crashing against the rocks. I hope you hear a little bit of the hiss and the hum of it. It's spectacular, spectacular. And that's not being elated. I am as calm as a cucumber. I want to read you a little poem to kick off today. Here we go, I'll bring it up. A master in the art of living, a master in the art of living draws no, star, no sharp distinction between their work and their play, their labor and their leisure, their mind and their body, their education or their recreation. They hardly know which is which. They simply pursue their vision of excellence through whatever they're doing and leave others to determine whether they're working or playing. To themselves, it always seems as if they are doing both by Christopher Walker. Let's go back through it again. A master in the art of living. A master in the art of living draws no sharp distinctions between their work and their play, their labor and their leisure, their mind or their body, their education or their recreation. They hardly know which is which. They simply pursue their vision of excellence through whatever they are doing and leave others to determine whether they are working or playing. To themselves, it always seems as if they're doing both. I love this poem. And if I wanted to say, what is inner wealth all about? This is it. So, what do we say in the laws of nature? Number one, there are seven areas of life. A tree is a round thing. It's a three-dimensional object. You are a three-dimensional object. You have seven aspects of your life, seven areas of life. And the idea is not to balance one against the other, which is the separation of all the things this just talked about. It's basically saying you're balanced at work, you're balanced at home, you're balanced in your health, you're balanced, balance, balance, balance. You're balanced in the seven areas of life. And it seems no matter how many times I say it, people still want to go on holidays. <laughs> they still want to have work, some miserable godforsaken arm wrestle with somebody and leisure, a weekend away, playing. What people don't realize when they act out this metaphor of work and then run and then work and then run, is that they're teaching others to do the same thing. They're encouraging more carbon footprint on the planet because all this transporting of ourselves from A to B to C to D is costing the planet. What they don't realize is their work is really incompetent and the triple way is really not serving them except for a temporary relief from a miserable life. If you're not smiling at work, ask yourself why. And let's go now to that question. You're not smiling in your job. Why? Oh, I got rejected. 
Oh, it's too hard. Oh, I had to work so many hours. Oh, I didn't get a compliment. Oh, I don't feel good. Oh, my boss is crazy about me. Oh, I got this. Really? Seriously? We want to play victim. Better you don't listen to podcasts and shit on the internet. Better you go and watch Netflix and find a show about victims and persecution and how somebody incested or raped or murdered or pillared or plundered somebody and feel sorry for the victim. That's a better place to be. But don't blame the work. If you don't turn up to work with a smile on your dial, don't expect work to put one there. If you don't turn up to a relationship with a smile on your dial, don't expect the relationship to put one there. That is just false economy. If you don't feel wealthy, don't expect to get wealthy. If you don't feel successful, don't, don't expect to get successful. Everything you do in order to get successful fails. Everything you do in order to get wealthy fails. A wealthy person becomes wealthy because they feel wealthy. A smart person becomes smart because they feel smart. You have to treat yourself. You're a grown adult. You're not a kid. We've got a couple of kids in the house. And yep, if we treat them stupid, they'll feel stupid. They're vulnerable. They haven't formed their total ego yet, although I must admit they must be getting close by now, given that they've gone through a little bit of a topsy-turvy experience with mum and dad. But I would say that we are the greatest influences on their ego, and they can afford to be victim. Oh, poor me. I got told to go to bed early. Poor me. And put a frown on their face as if the world just came to an end. But it didn't. It didn't come to an end. Nope. And you can go to work and say, oh, my boss did this to me and my boss didn't do that. And I got this and I got... You can actually whinge and grizzle and be a victim at work. And then run away and hope like hell that your weekend will recover you. Which it won't because you go back with the same attitude on Monday of being a victim. Or you go back hating your work. Thinking work-life balance is going to work. Well, I'm sorry to be the one standing here on Ben Buckler, enjoying the sunshine, doing my work, getting a suntan, listening to the ocean, watching the sea, filling my body full of energy while I work. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but going to work without a smile on your face, that is really, really, really not going to work. And being at work without a smile on your face, that's not going to work either. Nobody wants to work with a grumpy bugger. Nobody wants to work with somebody who's not committed and striving for excellence. Nobody wants to work with it. Oh, they'll be friends and they'll collaborate because why? Pity loves a party. We know that fact. You don't have to be Houdini. You don't have to be a musician, magician. You don't have to do an MBA to work out that pity loves a party. A bunch of people who are miserable having ordinary lives, coming to work with miserable homes, trying to make work exciting, blaming everybody for their shit and not being responsible for the smile on their dial. Those people, they'll collaborate. You have no doubt about that in your life at all. If you, if, 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 if you're, if you, if you marry somebody 
and they've got a sister and a brother and an uncle and an auntie and they're all whingy, bitchy, self-righteous people. Well, there'll be a group of that family that get on well together and there'll be a group of that family that don't. But that doesn't mean you have to even be concerned with that topic. The question is, what about you? What are you doing? Do you know the tricks and the tr of the trade? The tricks, that's all they are, to keeping a smile on your dial. Lucky fucker. Gratitude exercises. Emotional showers to balance out any judgments. Discard forms if it gets serious. A little bit of exercise every day. Fresh air. Get out in nature. Wear the clothes that make you feel and look like the person you want to become. 24-7. Know your values. No shoulds. No shoulds. Know your values. Your highest value. And make sure you link everything to that highest value. Even your kids. Even your sleep. Even taking a poo. Link it to your highest value. And you'll have a smile on your dial. Create a vision. Hold that vision sacred. Put it on the altar. Remove the statues. Remove the Buddhas and the Jesuses and the rocks and all the things you worship. And put your vision five years hence up on the altar. And worship it. Pray to it. Wish upon it. Ask it for help. Dream about it. Vision it. That's responsibility. When you've done all that, go to work with a smile on your dial. And don't ask work to make you happy. If you're not happy on the way to work, don't ask work to make you happy. If you're not happy when you walk home from work, don't ask your partner to make you happy. That's rubbish. Living vicariously through your kid's happiness, that's rubbish. And being happy, goodness gracious me, is it all that tough? Is it seriously all that hard to be grateful for what you've got. It's a great old quote. Western people want what they haven't got. But the greatest teaching on the earth is to want what you've got. If you want what you've got, you'll be eternally happy. If you want what you've got, you'll feel like a lucky fucker. I stole the idea. I didn't invent the lucky fucker thing walking around feeling grateful. I didn't invent it. It's been on earth since year dot. Want what you've got. If you've got a gangy leg or a broken foot or a sore head or a hangover, want it. Instead of being critical and rejecting it and pissed off about it and angry at yourself, go, I've got a hangover and I want a hangover. I've got a hangover and I want a hangover. Why do I want a hangover? I want to give myself a reason to wallow in the mud for a little while. I want, a, I want this hangover I, or, or I want to be getting sunburned up here on the cliff doing a podcast. I want it instead of I wish I was somewhere else. 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 I wish I was with someone else. I wish I was somewhere 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 else. And that's the end of today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed this one. It's been really intense. <laughs> and I hope you really enjoy the intensity of it. 
it's meant to push through some of the barriers we all have to learn something that's a little bit different to what we thought it would be. Have a great day. Love you all. Bye.